0: Debbie Levine, I'm the Senior Deputy Editor for Radiology.
1: Hi, I'm Herb Kressel, Editor of Radiology.
0: And we're here today doing a podcast introducing a feature that we have for 2015 for the journal, um, that's the Golden Oldies of Radiology. This has been just a really fun project that we put together to help RSNA celebrate its centennial. And, um, Herb, how did you come up with the title Golden Oldies?
1: Well, uh, we knew that we were going to uh, try to capture some of the uh, excitement appearing in the journal over the years. Uh, look, uh, look back through the pages of radiology, and we wanted to identify articles that were particularly important to people. But we were struggling with the imprecision in the ways of identifying these. Uh, you know, you might think of using citations, or you might think of uh, looking at downloads, or you. There are other things, but when you think about them, I would classify them as kind of like pseudo-quantitative. Uh, there's a lot of imprecision in these. And then, as a fan of uh, 60s and 50s rock and roll, uh, it occurred to me that I like to listen to the golden oldies. uh, And uh, that terminology implies that they are sort of particularly meaningful to people. When you are listening to golden oldies, you commonly remember what you were doing (laughs) that day, going to the beach, or whatever it is. It's evocative. And I thought that would actually kind of capture uh, articles that had an unusual imprint on us all, uh, and so uh, I thought maybe we could call this Golden Oldies as well.
0: Yeah, so we we um, we liked that idea, and everybody got behind it, and we wanted to get a, a number of different people to add in their own flavor for that whole golden oldie so we asked some leaders in in rsna the leadership circle um, editorial board members past and present some research luminaries people that we knew or people maybe we just heard of to come up with their list and i found it just fascinating because we really asked them to go back to the legacy collection where You really have a little bit of difficulty going through some of those articles because the table of contents, you just get one article at a time, you have to look at that PDF. And it was really a labor of love. People got back to us and told us how much they enjoyed looking at those articles. Yeah, I
1: I think not everyone sort of uh, could have the time to do it, Uh, but we were surprised. We had uh, close to 100 people who uh, actually responded. Uh, And uh, it was very common that they sort of wrote to us uh, during uh, the process or when they submitted indicating how enjoyable it had been to kind of go back, reconnect with these and see the context of sort of uh, where we are now in the context of uh, where we've come from.
0: Right, And, and looking back at those golden oldies and going back to the legacy, the, the images were just so evocative of the times and, and we kind of got hung up on how beautiful these images were. We thought we'd use some cover art for the journal, so uh, our readers will see these on the cover of Radiology in 2015. Um, and because so many people said how much they enjoyed it, we thought we'd do some podcasts with them talking yes, about so we'll the Yes, uh,
1: we'll have some conversations about their recollections uh, of the Golden Oldies. and uh, you. Uh, uh, authored a pictorial essay on the radiographs uh, from the years gone by.
0: Yeah, I was afraid that that all those images, it, there's no way to represent them all. We have our our special centennial issue that you and I did a podcast on before, um, and that hopefully everybody got um, uh, this year. Uh, but in addition to that, there's so many, so much beautiful history in these mm-hmm. plain films, and when you look at them, you know, just thinking about our history, there there was a whole era of uh, when our country was at war, and suddenly there were articles about doing radiology um, in order to help soldiers mm-hmm. and looking at feet and, and march fractures and things like that. You could really go back in time, and one of the articles you and I both really liked a lot was that image that was transmitted over the telegraph. Oh yeah, the, uh,
1: uh, I, I think it was like in 1925 or 26, uh, the first electronic transmission of a radiograph, uh, and uh, I think it was kind of largely lost. Uh, uh, you know, our, our experts didn't sort of identify it, but we ran into it as we were looking through it, and it was actually uh, done by uh, the General Electric uh, Research and Development Group at the time. Uh, and as I sort of asked about it, it seems that that was a time that they were exploring electronic transmission of photographs for newspapers going cross-country. And so it was a logical extension to take a radiograph and, and do it as well. and so. Uh, that advance probably lay dormant <laughs> uh, for 50 years or so before it was uh, uh, revisited and implemented. And a lot of things are sort of like that. The, the advances that we have are uh, made possible by technological breakthroughs, but the ideas that they came from actually are longstanding.
0: Yeah, so we got so many different ideas from all these different respondents. We we ended up uh, with 847 papers that were nominated, and and we couldn't recognize them all in this Golden Oldies feature. Initially, we thought, oh, we'll have t- uh, you know 100 or maybe 10 a month, and we ended up saying, okay, we're going to do 15 a month, and we tried to make sure that it was representative over all the years and the different subspecialties, and we spent hours with our editorial group whittling these down. And I think one of the most difficult uh, things that we had to do were when um, many, many people worked in author groups and had a whole bunch of papers, sometimes on the same topic, sometimes on different topics, figuring out how we could equally represent people. We decided you know, first authors, we would try and only have one jewel so that we could recognize more people. Um, But sometimes there'd be research in a particular field, and you'd have to figure out, well, what was first? Was it the animal study or the big research study? Yeah,
1: so it, it, it's uh, that was kind of a, an area of, of a lot of surprise, and I think in all fairness, in addition to the fact that these are subjective, we wanted to make sure that we uh, recognize a broad number of contributors. So where possible, we try to have more other than having the same authors repeatedly recognized. And the thing that you were speaking about was a fairly common thing, I think it's common in science, that the first description of something is fairly primitive uh, and frequently doesn't actually get a lot of attention. And then someone else takes that information and then uh, applies it in a more robust sense to a larger group. And then the paper that we all remember comes out. And so one of the challenges is how do you balance the first versus the most substantive? In general, we went to the more substantive, but where people had a lot of contributions, sometimes we went to the first. And I remember, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, in uh, breast ultrasound. There was that sort of a situation. I was very surprised. There was a paper that I sort of hadn't really remembered at all, and uh, it was there very, very early. Uh, how, how did you feel about uh, the ultrasound group in that sense? Any surprises?
0: I I just loved looking at those old ultrasound images because we've gone from you know A mode to the later arm images and going back through that history. But what was what was really evocative for me, and it gets back to what you're saying about golden oldies, was one of the reviewer group uh, spoke about um, Barry Goldberg and his woodchucks when they're talking <laughs> about Doppler and that noise that you hear uh, when you've got bubbles going through and woodchucks, and I was like, I remember that, I remember <laughs> that talk, and and I, and it just brought back this very very you know warm memory uh-huh. of hearing that, um, and and definitely those golden oldies, they they did hit. So Barry and his woodchucks was was a highlight for me um, now what about for you I mean I obviously are uh, slightly different eras you were around during a lot of these golden oldies what what memories were brought forward for you
1: well, I, I remember a whole bunch of different things. Uh, I think we have, I worked a lot with Igor Lawfer and uh, we had, uh, I think we we're highlighting one of the papers from uh, that, he, that he wrote, I think when he was in uh, McMaster in Canada. And uh, I remember uh, Igor uh, at the RSNA meeting uh, and that's how I met him. I, Igor was uh, exceedingly personable and uh, in my mind he became famous through these articles but really he became famous through the scientific exhibits at the RSNA when he would you know you would speak to him about these things he was so excited he would engage you and he turned a whole bunch of people into believers uh, based on his personality and the personal connection so I, I think you know, sometimes it's not just the article, but it's the whole way it's presented and, and the context that, that that drives it. And then, of course, uh, I remember the early CT days. Uh, I was a fellow at UCSF and the uh, fan beam CT scanner was being developed and we were sort of a, uh, uh, I think, a, the, uh, a test site for the pre-prototype. Uh, and, uh, I remember all of the excitement and angst, uh, dealing with that, and the struggle to get rid of the ring artifacts, and then all that. So it brought back a lot.
0: And um, one of your papers made the final cut. Now I, I need to tell our <laughs> listeners here that her did not nominate himself, and he didn't actually approve the inclusion of his final paper. <laughs> we let other people do that, but it was a 1978 article on CT of the elementary track, and. How did that feel for you? Well, I was
1: actually like... surprised. Uh, that was a paper I did when I was a fellow and it was kind of a survey of kind of a moderately large number of uh, cases in the GI tract. At the time, CT was sort of took a long time to acquire and the images weren't that good and it was sort of feasibility for what are the scope of things that you could see and how might you use it and the title we said elementary tract and sort of as things went on nobody refers to a keyword of elementary tract and I just thought that paper had been forgotten and I didn't know that sort of anyone remembered it I mean obviously a lot has happened since but my my sense is that it was kind of interesting when it was published. I was very surprised, but pleased to see it sort of recognized. And When I went back and looked at it, I said, yeah, you know, this actually has some sort of interesting stuff in it. And I was, I was very pleased that people remembered it. Well, that's great. And what was your biggest surprise uh, as you went through these?
0: Well, we've pretty much touched on what I really liked the most, which was going back to those very early articles. And looking at how the scientific method has really changed over the years, we started out being very, very descriptive and um, thoughtful Mm -hmm. in the discussions. And the papers were more like discussions and presentations at meetings um, and slowly evolved into the more very um, hypothesis-driven research that we're trying to emphasize today. But when you go back through these articles, you can see the evolution. Of radiology science and the evolution of imaging. So to me, that has been one of the uh,
1: benefits. I, uh, I I agree. I, I looking at the early papers, uh, you know, it's hard to figure out if they're review articles or original scientific uh, publications because it's very common that they begin with a very detailed review of the literature, summarizing all of the imaging findings. Most of these, but not all, really were sort of applications development, is what we'd call them, uh, trying to define uses of this uh, uh, technology. And, uh, you know, uh, somewhere after they've exhaustively told you about the 600 cases reported from five different centers, they get to their own 20 or 30 cases, and then they put them in the context of the the prior reports, uh, and th- and that's the level of validation. It's sort of uh, expert thinking about expert thinking, uh, and uh, slowly it was for radiology. It was I think relatively late. You're getting into the 50s and 60s before you really start seeing uh, some serious uh, scientific questions and thinking. Uh, and then I, I I'm happy to say that uh, you know when the more recent years, it's uh, uh, it's sort of progressed nicely. Now, how did you decide on what's an oldie and what's a youngie? I mean, uh, as someone who is an oldie, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, What's a youngie to me might be a youngie to you. So, what was the criteria there?
0: Yeah, that that was tough, and you know, I have to say one one of my favorite articles that I wrote myself was just too recent. <laughs> um, we ended up deciding it had to be ten years old um, because anything newer than that really couldn't be called an oldie. And so, hopefully, by the time RSNA gets around to celebrating another big event. Um, some of those more recent papers can be recognized
1: so well that's fair and my satellite radio the old these stations they have 50s 60s 70s 80s and 90s but they don't have anything in the uh, 2000s in the knots, so I think you're yeah. consistent
0: so you know anybody who was uh, published after 2005 sorry you're, you're not included here um, but you're in good company yeah. <laughs> so just to summarize what we have we've got our um, our uh, editorial that's coming out in January, yeah. we have the Golden Oldies that will be published each month. Um, yes, yeah. so well, on each themes. month there will be
1: 15 articles highlighted. There are links uh, in the online journal to the articles and uh, we're also publishing the entire list of every article that was uh, uh, nominated uh, as a appendix uh, in the January issue.
0: And we'll have a couple podcasts with some of our reviewers talking about the experience
1: as well. Yes, we will. So, we hope you spend a little time looking at it. We hope you enjoy it, have fun with it, Uh, and uh, welcome to the past. And
0: happy centennial for (laughs) our centennial.